Hello, everyone. Hello. It's Kawaii Cast. And we are back. Back to in person. I know. We are sitting within six feet of each other. Coughing on each taking other. Taking so many risks. Because <laughs> that's just how we do. <laughs> so our quarantine is officially over. Yep. So, yeah. Hopefully that means we won't have another hiatus for a while. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So let's go ahead and start with anime news. Yeah, anime news. Uh, so the Zombieland Saga 2021 live concert digest movie was posted. Um, you can get it on Blu-ray um, somewhere. I, I don't know if it's available yet. <laughs> yeah. But it, that'll be pretty neat. Live concert. I might have to get that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Because <laughs> you know how I am about spending way too much money on live action stage performance Blu-rays. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Uh, speaking of performances, uh, they just announced this week that the Jujutsu Kaisen movie will be released in theaters uh, March 18th in the U.S. and Canada. Yeah, um, it's also hit top 50 for uh, anime movies in general worldwide. Yeah. So, in, in terms of sales. So hopefully we will be able to go see that. Uh, There's still pending dates for other regions, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah, people are pretty upset about no announcement for Europe or anywhere else so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, K-Lab is to distribute a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure mobile game. <laughs> worldwide oh, so you know if you if you gotta collect your your best waifu jotaro jotaro's then... not the best waifu everybody knows the best waifu in jojo's is speedwagon <laughs> sorry <laughs> if, if you gotta spend 27.99 to collect your speedwagon waifu everybody knows the speedwagon is gonna be an ssr plus <laughs> Oh. Yeah, yeah, quite probably. <laughs> I I joke, but I don't know what kind of game it's gonna be. It might not be a gotcha. Yeah. So. <laughs> All I ask is that we get the piano music <laughs> every time. <laughs> uh, other than that, I think I'm tapped on. Well, I mean, there's always anime news, but. Yeah. Those were the most noteworthy, I think. Yeah, I don't really look up anything. I just saw the Jujutsu Kaisen announcement. Well, don't you feel special? <laughs> <laughs> it helps when I share the news onto my own personal page, so then I remember it. That, that would do it. Yeah. So, with that, uh, let's get into this week's episode. So, the new season started. Yes, it did. So we can finally talk about 2022, finally. Yep. It's been a while. Yarp. <laughs> so. I know, here we are like three, almost four weeks into it. Yeah. So, what's playing this season other than Demon Slayer and Attack on Titan? Uh, not much, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> okay, so I, I do want to talk a little bit of a, about Attack on Titan here for a minute. Um... 
I'm having a hard time believing we're only three episodes in. Because this feels like the final episode, like... Um, I mean, you read the manga, didn't you? No, not this part. Oh, you haven't gotten this far. Uh-uh, I read all the way through basically season three, and then where season three ended was where I had stopped reading the manga. And I was tempted to go back and read more, but I kind of hit a point where I was like, waiting for the chapters to come out. And I felt like the chapters weren't long enough for me to wait an entire week. And then I completely forgot about reading it. And then next thing I knew, they were announcing the next season. That's, so that's how it goes. I decided that I was going to completely commit to going into the final season completely blind because I felt like reading the manga before season three made it a little <laughs> less enjoyable for me. Okay. So, because I, I don't know, I just had these expectations of what season three should have been like, and I don't know if it really lived up to that. And everybody's like, wow, season three was like the best season of Attack on Titan. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to say the manga was better. I think I just had different expectations, you know? All right. But yeah, watching uh, the final season, part two, the final final season until they announce a movie, I swear to God. <laughs> probably. They're going to drag this Qu fucking... Quite, quite probably. We are in the heat of battle. And I am just wondering, how many episodes is this going to be? Because... At least three. It is already at least three. <laughs> there you go. But I feel like, I'm like, there's... This feels like we're wrapping up. This feels like we're done. How, how much more is there? <laughs> so I'm prepared to be blown away for the next few weeks from this series. Uh, they're they're going to drag it out like a Dragon Ball Z fight. <laughs> Uh, I'm just waiting for the, the episode where Eren raises his arms up in the air and he's like, give me your spirit for a spirit bomb or whatever. I don't know. I never saw Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. I think he does do something similar to that, except it's a lot more... Shh, are you fucking kidding It's me? a lot more horrifying <laughs> and it's a lot more titany. <laughs> it just raises his arms up and gathers like blood of all of the fallen and turns that into an attack no, that or was, some that shit. that was actually a scene in Helsing. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not even joking. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I have been spoiled a little bit for this final season from the manga readers who have no chill. And it's, it's kind of like that, but like more Junji Ito-ish. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Uh, Attack on Titan. We don't need to tell you it's good. You either love it or you hate it. <laughs> you either love it or you're not watching it. Yeah. Or you are just like, this is a Nazi show and you're not watching it. Yeah. Yep. So, moving on. <laughs> uh, Demon Slayer. We will talk about that next week. Yes. <laughs> 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 there there we go. That's what's playing, guys. You know, episode's done. Yeah. <laughs> I know we were we said we were going to talk about Demon Slayer this week, but then I remembered we had to do this this week. I need to get, like, a planner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, my plan was to do it last week, and then Crunchyroll's like, by the way, you only have, like, a week to vote. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we're both like, okay, well, normally you give us more time than this, but you know, let's let's do this. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I'm gonna pull up my anime list. Hold up. <laughs> yeah, I've got my anime list up now. You uh, mentioned I mean, an anime. The the. Well, I know one we're both watching is uh, My Dress Up Darling. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Yep. So, I'm starting to wonder if I am just getting <coughs> used to the whole concept of degeneracy, or if this show is just genuinely so good that I'm like, you know what, let's have a little bit of de degeneracy. Joining the Degeneracy uh, Club, I guess. Yeah, One because... One of us. <laughs> One of us. <laughs> so this anime started really, really cute about... It's about a guy named Gojo, who his, uh, is raised by his grandfather, who makes uh, dolls, like the tr traditional Japanese dolls. And he becomes completely obsessed with them, but then finds that because dolls are more for girls, that he's a bit of a pariah and doesn't really make any friends throughout elementary or middle school. And now going into high school, he's still very, very much a loner who can't really talk to his classmates and genuinely prefers to be alone. Because that's easier than to explaining his interests to people that probably aren't interested in those things. Yeah. And that is until he ends up talking to one of his classmates, a girl who is super into cosplay and super into anime and video games, who mentions that people shouldn't be ashamed of the things that they like and people shouldn't make fun of those things knowing that that person loves them. And when she finds out that he's able to make clothing because of his ability to work on dolls, uh, she recruits him to help her with a cosplay because she's completely useless at sewing, even though she <laughs> literally bought a book that taught her, or should have taught her how to sew. Yeah, and that scene was hilarious because he even mentions that, you know, she's like, oh, I got this book on how to sew and like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, wow, your stitching sucks. I can't <laughs> believe you didn't learn anything from that book. <laughs> He's like, this book literally explains all of the things that I just told you about sewing. <laughs> like, she wasn't even using a backstitch or anything. Yeah. So, it's cute. It's, it's fun. Yeah, the very first episode is very, very wholesome. And he agrees to help her with her cosplays. And then she finishes off, like, her excitement by telling him that the character she wants to cosplay from is from... A really, really hardcore <laughs> hentai game. Hentai game. Oh, boy. Can you imagine, like, your first interaction with another cosplayer? Another person. Another person. Yeah. And they're like, hey, will you make this costume for me? Oh, by the way, it's from Bible Black. <laughs> like... This character is a literal mm. sex slave. <laughs> right? Like, um... I'd be a little hesitant. Yeah, so this anime has a lot of fan service in it. The entire second episode is just dedicated to him getting her measurements while she's in a bikini. Mm -hmm. And being absolutely terrified of doing so, by the way. And then He's never touched a woman. <laughs> I don't think he's ever seen a woman. <laughs> that too. Yeah. So... Yeah, the entire scene was... It wasn't even... Like I said, it was the entire episode was just dedicated 
to the jiggle physics of a girl in a bikini. <laughs> but I, I want to point out the fact that I feel like the reason I'm really enjoying this is because it doesn't really feel like wish fulfillment fan service, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, a lot of these degeneracy animes are just like, guy gets transported to another world where every single girl wants to sleep with him, and he's gonna touch some boobies, and <laughs> shit like that, and this is more just like... Guy gets alien girlfriend who will marry him, and has face full of boob every morning. Guy meets a group of women who tell him that the only way they could save the world is if they can bear his children. <laughs> like, usually... Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> the classics. See, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, usually fan service is very, very much wish fulfillment. I feel like the fan service in this feels a lot more realistic. And it even, like, usually the punchline is that the expectations you have of hanging out with a hot cosplay girl is usually troublesome. <laughs> like... Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, I, I want a hot cosplay girlfriend until you realize that you are now the bag bitch at the con. Yup. <laughs> you hold that's, all that's her That's how stuff. it goes. You don't do anything except step aside for the pictures. You are not in the frame. You're the one making sure that her con badge isn't visible during photos. Yeah. You're the one that fixes things during photo shoots. You're the one that like literally protects her from the creepers. Like your your role is literally to be her handler the entire time you're at the convention. Yep, that's how it goes. Yeah. And most of the time she's not cosplaying your fantasies. She's cosplaying her fantasies, and you're along for the ride. And that can be a good thing. Like, if you two like the same kind of anime or video games, that could be a lot of fun. And there's nothing wrong with being a bag bitch. It's just... Know that there is always just, some kind you of... Just, you just need to know that your expectation of what it'll be like is not what it'll actually be like. Yeah, and this anime does a really good job of painting a very accurate picture of what that's like, particularly at the end of the third episode where he's, like, asking her about what event she's wearing this to and she explains that it's in two weeks and now this poor boy <laughs> gets to experience his first con crunch. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, but uh, honestly, though, like, the best part was the second episode where she she just lends him her porn games. She's <laughs> like, oh, by the way, check these out. You ought to know the character. One, I don't want to borrow porn games from friends, okay? Like, I don't need to know if we share the same interests. You know? So... And, and two, like... <laughs> The, the grandpa walking in on him, like like he's hunched over his computer in the dark in the room, like like full on taking notes. And the grandpa opens the door. He's like, "Hey, you doing okay in here?" You know, hearing the the porn game sounds, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm fine." You know, just nonchalant because he's not getting off to it. You know. I would like to point out. <laughs> That this is the one opportunity where somebody could have genuinely said, It's not mine. I'm holding it for a friend. 
It's for research. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Pure research purposes, and it would have been the complete truth. Kudos to the grandpa for being understanding, though. I think he was just like, all right, kid. I've been there. I mean, not with Clo video games. Clo but... Close the door slowly and walk away. Yeah. Um, I also really like the fact that, like, since she is more into, like, the lewd stuff and things that people are not typically like, oh, girls like these things. Like, this is mostly, like, material made for guys. It does give these two characters a nice parallel to each other where their top interest is both something that people would think they were weird for being interested in due to their gender. Yeah. And I really, really enjoy that. Like, I like the fact that he finds some kind of camaraderie with her in the fact that the two of them are both kind of pariahs in their own way. The only difference is that she's lucky enough to be hot and people just want to be her friend because of that. Mm-hmm. But she really does understand him better than anybody else possibly could. And she also finds just something comforting in the fact that when she offered him the game to play, he actually played it. Like, I think we all know that feeling of wanting somebody to play a game that we're interested in or watch a movie or watch an anime that we really, really like, that we've invested so much of our time and energy into being a fan of, only for people to turn it down, even if it's politely, it still just really kind of hurts. Yeah, or even if, you know, oftentimes it's like, oh yeah, maybe I'll check it out, and then doesn't go anywhere from there. Yeah. <laughs> so, I there's a lot to connect with with these characters, and I honestly can't blame him for, you know, baby's first wet dream after spending a whole night playing anti-games. <laughs> oh, yeah. He feels like a real teenage boy, he, he, not a... He definitely needs to wash his sheets after that. <laughs> yeah. He, he feels like a real teenage boy and not a self-insert. Yeah. So, no, nobody's looking at this character and thinking, man, that's who I want to be. They're just thinking, man, this guy's relatable. And I think that's a good thing for this type of anime. Yeah. So, uh, she is everywhere, though. Oh my god, it is really easy to figure out who everybody's best girl of the season is. So, uh, this this is relatable in in certain ways because, as you mentioned, he's very much, you know, by himself, happy to be so. And then in comes this extrovert girl that's just like, Gojo! 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 you like, all over. And for me, it's like, oh, oh boy. Uh, this seems familiar. <laughs> he got adopted by an extrovert. He, he, he got adopted. I love that idea. It's just like, how extroverts make friends. They talk to people. How introverts make friends. An extrovert finds them and won't let them go. <laughs> That's how it happens. <laughs> exactly how it happens. And it's a cosplay extrovert, too. Yep. <laughs> so, she is a bit more of a de degenerate than I am, but at the rate I'm going, I might get there someday. Uh, okay, on that note, <laughs> as, as a fine 
connoisseur of slice of life and degeneracy, this one's actually pretty top tier. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't think you're you're quite over the tipping point on that. So. I'm in the mainstream degeneracy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, welcome to mainstream degenerate, I guess. There you go. Uh, she is definitely a woman of culture. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on to the next one. Uh, let me find one that I watched. Yeah, did you watch any of these? Not a lot of them. If you see one that you've watched, go ahead and talk about it. Uh, I mean, there's Sabiqui Bisco. Okay, so I did watch the first two episodes of this. I need to rewatch episode two <coughs> because I was exhausted. Because one of the things about testing positive for COVID is that you feel a lot of fatigue. As I fell asleep watching the second episode of this, but... The fact that I'm going back to rewatch it is already a good sign of how absolutely amazing this show is. It's pretty cool. It's <laughs> the storyline's a little weird. has has to do with like mushroom terrorists and <laughs> a doctor that I guess is sort of supported by the state, but is also doing shit he shouldn't be doing. <laughs> He's buying mushrooms illegally to try to find a cure for a skin condition that turns your body into rust. Yeah. So, <laughs> so alright. And and I guess the and main reason... And he goes reason... by Dr. Panda. <clears throat> Dr. Panda, because his left eye is just like... It's a massive birthmark on it. Yeah, it's yeah. just all black like a panda. Um, and I guess the main reason he's doing this is because his sister is inflicted with the disease, so he's trying to cure her. Yeah, supposedly this disease comes from the mushrooms to begin with. Yeah. So he's trying to use the mushrooms to cure it. Um, this anime is definitely animated very much like a lot of the, uh, old school, like, anime that we grew up with, things like Trigun... Cowboy Bebop, uh, it has a, so there was this one manga slash anime that I got into when I was in high school, and my roommate, when we were watching this anime together, she brought it up that it gave off those kind of vibes, and I think it was called, like, King, uh, Baji, something like that, mm -hmm. but it, it has those vibes as well. It also has Dorohe Doro vibes. Yeah. So I feel like this is a more palatable Doro He Doro. And that says a lot, because you're going to watch the first episode, and one of the first <clears throat> things you'll see is, damn, they released the hippopotamuses. <laughs> and you'll think, this is palatable? That's, that's the second episode, I think. But yes, it's very early <laughs> on. And, <clears throat> and then they're like, oh, yeah, the, the, the snail helicopter, or whatever <laughs> the fuck they called it. The escargot. <laughs> the escargot, that was it. <laughs> And it looks like just this, like, giant, I guess it was more of a, like, a bomber. It was like a giant yeah, bomber. Yeah, like a... But, like, the face of a snail instead of, like, a rotary engine, you know? Yeah, I think it's a play on words because it's kind of like one of those, like, cargo planes. Yeah. But it's a snail, so it's the S-cargo. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> oh boy. This anime is freaking fantastic. They're <laughs> just is. like, the hippopotamuses are coming. Quick, get in the crab. It's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Our words do not do it justice. <laughs> because hearing us trying to explain it... <laughs> would just give you a very weird impression. <laughs> I think watching it would but give it you is, a weird impression. It is good. It is so good. <clears throat> we'll probably have to do a whole episode on this, because like I said, uh, normally if I fall asleep during a show, my mindset is I'm not going to bother going back to watch it. I'm going to go back and watch this, because this might be one of the best shows of the season. Yeah. Easily. So I love all the characters. I love the design. I love the animation aesthetic. I I love how weird it is. I love that nothing seems to make sense yet. We don't even really have a full story for you guys. Yeah. There's the the characters are just fun. Yeah. You know. The ending song is uh, sung by the voice actor who plays Tanjiro. Is it? That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's neat. So it's always fun to learn when voice actors do anime ops or eds. Mm-hmm. So. I think he voices a character in the show as well, but I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to double check the voice actor list. Yeah. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> so, Me too. So, uh, I made the mistake of going to my anime list, though, for uh, these anime titles because a lot of them are isekai-ish titles and I genuinely cannot remember what this anime is called in English but I know that I fucking watched it. Which one? Oh that one. That one is uh, the strongest something with the weakest crest. Yeah that one. Uh, in Japanese it's Shikakuma no Psycho Kenja. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I watched one episode of this. It was so fucking bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, it's so bad. It's... So so this is the one I was telling you about, where it's like, after the first episode, I was like, okay, kind of interesting. You know, because basically the story is this guy, you know, he's the strongest sage or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, basically reincarnates himself so he can gather all of the magic crests or some some weird thing. And he's, you know, he, he reincarnates, I don't know, thousands of years later, only to find out that demons have, you know, infiltrated humanity to basically, you know, make humans weaker, you know, and and so like, that storyline was interesting to me. Mm -hmm. But then it got to like, you know, episode two and three, and I just lost interest fast. I lost interest in the first episode. <clears throat> Around the point where he was, like, taking the exam, and he's just like, ah, oh, yes, I'm good at this thing. And he just shows everybody up, and then everybody's like, wow, that's amazing, you're incredible. And then he's just like, ah, yes, I I am a normal student. Yes, he's I'm just, a normal student. There's, there's no way there's anything different about me. Except the fact that, you know, I'm all of a sudden be able to do uh, incant, in incantless chant, you know, spellcasting. Yeah. Spellcasting without, in like, chanting or whatever. And yeah. He's like, 
oh, I can't believe humans forgot how to do that. And everybody's like, you can't use a spell without an enchantment. And then he does it. And then the school's like, can you teach our students how to do that? And he's just like, it's going to be tough. It's going to take us a whole cutscene. <coughs> right? And then everybody just learns how to do it. And I'm like, this is so fucking generic garbage wish fulfillment bullshit. <laughs> yeah, the like I said, the storyline was interesting enough to keep me coming back for another two episodes, but I've I've all but I've just dropped it now. It, after Yeah, it hit every <clears throat> single trope in the book within the first episode and I, I couldn't watch the second episode. Yep, that's it, fair. My feelings on this is it feels like somebody was like, hey, Rising of the Shield Hero was really successful. How do we make something like that without blatantly copying them? I know, we'll create basically the same characters, but instead of giving them, like, personalities and character arcs, they'll just go through the normal anime person motions. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... Like, I give Rising the Shield Hero a lot of crap, but at least I can see the character stories in all of them, in every character except for anybody that's not on Shield Hero's side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all of them are generic, bland, <clears throat> B-list villains, but at least the Shield Hero's party is interesting, so. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, this one doesn't even get B-list levels of characters. It's It's all just... Yes, this is anime, and we'd like to remind you every couple seconds that this is anime. Mm-hmm. So, I won't roast it too hard. I think we can move on. So, the next one that I know I watched, I doubt you watched this one. And I don't think you would watch this one, to be honest. And that's okay, because I'm not expecting you to want to watch this one. And that is Sasaki and Miyano. Yeah, nope, not for me. Yeah, I, I figure this one's not going to be for you, and I'm not going to push you to watch this one. Uh, this one is a little bit tropey, I'm not going to lie. Um, so this one is a boy love, but it's not, like, hardcore or anything. It's really, really, like, fluffy slice of life boy love. And I think that's what I enjoy about it, is that it seems like lately... There's only two kinds of boy love anime. There's the ones that are just like <laughs> straight up smut right off the bat. Like we're hitting every single sexy boy trope out there and that's that's what you're getting. Or there's the ones that are like more story driven and there's a lot going on in the background. And then, oh, by the way, the two main characters just happen to both be boys and they just happen to be falling for each other. We swear to God, this isn't a boy love. It's it's actually an anime about robots or something. There's just a little bit of boy love going on in the foreground. Just ignore it. Just pay attention to the robot. You know, typically those are the only two type of boy love shows you're going to get. It's either Banana Fish or that one about like the world's most handsome man is trying to hit on me or whatever the fuck it's called. That's oh. it. Those are your two options. So Sasaki and Miyano... It's really refreshing because it is genuinely just a slice of life anime. This is like Hori Mia, but if both characters were guys. 
and it's really, really cute, and I'm really enjoying it. So the story starts with uh, our main character who is, you know, his, in his second year of high school at an all-boys school, and he joined the school because he actually wanted to uh, get specifically, like, for academic purposes. Like, there were certain courses that he wanted to take here or whatever. And he worked really hard to get it in this, into the school. And during his first year, he was checking out manga, and he <coughs> accidentally picked up a Boy Love series, thinking it was just a normal manga, mm-hmm. because it was in the normal section, and it was listed as an anthology book. Only, only to find out that, oops, wait a second... I actually like this. Yeah, he fell hard. He became a full-blown, like, Fujoshi overnight because of this. <laughs> but he's going to an all-boys school, so he's trying to kind of keep it on the down low that he's super into boy love. Although he his uh, senpai is very well aware because his senpai lives. And then... All of a sudden, he bumps into his love interest, and all of his boy love manga spills out of his no. backpack. <laughs> Not quite that tropey. Okay. Yeah, so the only person at the school who knows that he's kind of into boy love is his uh, upperclassman, who is part of the student body with him. And the only reason for this is because he lives in the dorms, and the main character kind of ships him with his roommate. And he keeps telling him, he's like, I swear to God, we're not dating. He's like, oh, you're dating. You just don't know it yet. I'm like, I swear. And I'm like, you know, typical Fuchoshi style, like, kiss him, not me style of just shipping your classmates together. And then one day he sees one of... uh, Is is he going to start writing friend fiction? (laughs) Possibly. But one day he sees a bunch of boys picking on one of his classmates and another one of his upperclassmen gets involved and stops the fight. Only to find the main character is actually really cute, and he thought he was a girl at first. Only to remember he goes to an all-boys school. So he starts, like, hanging out with them because he's like, Oh, hey, I'm, like, interested in you. And he's just like, Oh, I'm a weirdo. And he's like, Oh, what are you reading? He's like, No, I'm a weirdo. Leave me alone. Look, I'm just saying, I've seen enough harem anime to know that it happens where the boy is forced to enroll at an all-girls school, okay? <laughs> it happens. So May- Maybe it was the other way around where a girl was somehow forced to enroll at an all-boys school. Yeah, so anyway, so the upperclassman <laughs> finds out that he reads Boy Love, and so he starts reading them too, just being like, oh, I if it's something you're interested in and I want to be your friend... I, I want to read them too. So he starts lending them to him. He's like, oh, I actually really like these. These I love the stories behind them. And he's like, I swear to God, I'm not gay. I'm just into boy love. <laughs> and over the, you know, few episodes, the upperclassman is really trying to, like, drop the hint that he actually likes him, even though he's never been interested in a guy before. And he's just like, I don't know how to do this. I wouldn't know how to do this even if he was a girl. I just get butterflies in my stomach every time I see him and I just want to date him and he's just so cute how do I deal with this so it's it's a lot of fluffy tropes that are just really really cute and wholesome and I'm really really enjoying it like I said it's very very much Hori Mia vibes but all the characters are men okay and I just I know this isn't gonna be for everybody but I, I don't get a lot of, like, fun, slice-of-life, fluffy anime that I genuinely enjoy, so I'm gonna be enjoying this one. Yeah. 
So, and I recommend well, it to kudos. Yeah, I recommend it to anybody who really likes cute slice of life anime, <laughs> or people that want to get into like boy love series but really don't want to watch smut. This is a really good one. <laughs> or if you watched like Given or Banana Fish or anything like that, and you're like, man, I wish this had more handholding. This is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what everything needs is more hand-holding. So this this is a good one for that as well. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit tropey. I'm not gonna lie. But it's cute. Alright. So, like, they play the Pocky game at one point. Like, <laughs> How gay. It is I gay. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, next one that both of us have watched, uh, Akebi's Sailor Un- or Sailor, Sailor Un- Outfit, yeah. yeah. This one's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's cute. It's very I cute. I don't know, I can't, I can't really say that I can, like, sing its praises or, like, really fault it for anything so far. Right now, it's cute girls doing cute things. But it's kind of on the dry side of cute girls doing cute things, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the story is about this really, really dumb girl. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, she's really dumb. She. Uh, okay. So so here's the thing. She's she's in this prestigious middle school, so she has to be at least a little intelligent. She's very naive. Yeah, so her intelligence score is pretty high, but her wisdom is, like, crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, at one point, they're just sitting in class, and, you know, her her classmates like, Oh, I always wanted to try wearing a sailor uniform. How about we well, switch? Well, we, we should talk about what the anime is first, if we're going to get into that. Okay. So, this anime is about a girl named Akebi, who... Started off in an elementary school where she was the only student in her entire class. Like, one of those really, really small town Yeah, like, like, backwoods country, like, kind of, uh, if anyone's seen Non Non Biori. Yeah. You know, like, tiny town, there's only five kids in the class, except she's the only one. Yeah, she's literally never had a classmate before in her entire life. And after watching a commercial on TV featuring an idol wearing a schoolgirl outfit, she decided that her only goal for middle school was that she wanted to wear a sailor outfit. And found out that her mom went to a prestigious middle school (coughs) where they had really cute sailor outfits. So she works really, really hard to get really, really good test scores so she can get into this prestigious middle school only to find out that the school changed their uniforms to blazers. Uh, and of course, you know, nobody decided to research this. You know, the mom didn't research it. The, yeah. The principal didn't say anything. Yeah. And so, the thing the was girl, from... so the girl shows up on like... Uh, orientation. Orientation day. Wearing a sailor uniform. Which her mom made for her. Yeah, I love that. That's absolutely cute. Yeah. So I will say between this anime and the cosplay anime, if you're looking for really good advice on, like, fabrics, this anime actually goes over fabric a lot better than the cosplay anime did. Yeah. So just a little side note out there. So her mom made this uniform. Nobody told her that she was supposed to have a blazer. And she's in love with the uniform, but now she's the only girl at school wearing it. 
So the principal tells the, her, the like... The principal, you know, like, hears her story, and she's like, oh, well... Technically, you're not going I, against the I, dress code. I guess it's my fault for not letting your mom know that, you know, we switched uniforms. So I will allow it. Yeah, she's like, technically, you're not breaking the dress code by wearing it, so we'll let you choose which uniform you want. Do you want to wear the one that your mom made for you, or do you want us to provide you with a blazer? And her being, like, the good daughter, even though she's going to be embarrassed at school for being the only one who stands out, she decides she'd rather have the outfit that her mom made for her. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of the premise of this, is her now being in middle school with all these other girls sticking out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Which leads to, you know, her being super naive, like I said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sitting in class, you know, the one girl's like, oh, I've always wanted to try on a sailor uniform. How about we switch? And so this idiot girl says, like, okay, and just, like, starts unzipping, like, right there in the <laughs> middle of class, like, mm, girl, <laughs> you're not the only student anymore. Yeah. They you also know. tell her to, like, mimic uh, something that an idol does that's, like, supposed to be, like, super sexy. <laughs> And then she does it, and then they make her do it in front of the whole class. <laughs> yeah, so she she's really naive. She just doesn't quite have the social cues because you know she didn't she didn't learn those social cues. Yeah, because she didn't have other students. Yeah, the only other kid she really knew was her little <clears throat> sister. Also, her first day of school, when she's introducing herself to the class, not only does she tell them the whole story about why she's wearing a sailor uniform, but she decides to do a, like, backflip in the middle she, of class. She's also, oh, by the way, I'm very flexible. And I do this thing for my little sister that makes her laugh all the time and, like, does a backflip. Basically flashes the entire <laughs> class. Right? To which one of her, uh, after she sits down, like, the girl sitting next to her is like, Wow, you must be really popular. Well, I wonder why! <laughs> if she wasn't popular before, she's gonna be now. She also asks one of her classmates if she could lift up her skirt, because she wanted to see how pretty her legs were. Yeah, it's, it's cute. It sounds like this is a degeneracy anime, but I swear to God, all of this is taken with the whole wholesome energy surrounding it. Yeah, absolutely. It's... Which I wouldn't want it any other way because they're in middle school. Yeah, you know, they're, like, liter they're literal like, children. Like, like, they they are entirely innocent, okay? They're not trying to be suggestive yeah it's their first year in middle school these are literal <clears throat> children a lot of it is naivety and not ill intentions you know and yeah so like i said i haven't quite gauged how i feel about this because it is cute girls doing cute things but it just kind of feels a little slower paced and a lot of it just comes down to these girls are kind of dumb <laughs> But we went from an all-boys I mean, school they're... to an all-girls school. I mean, that... No, this one isn't all-girls. All yeah, that's what I mean. Like, the last anime I talked about was all-boys <laughs> academy. This is an all-girls academy. No, because they mentioned that uh, in the... I don't know what they did, 50-meter dash or whatever, mm -hmm. Akebi might have even gotten a higher score than the boys. Oh, yeah, you're right. So it's, it's not... not... It's, it's not an all-girls school. 
the anime just it features all girls because it knows that it's cute girls doing cute things. Yeah, there's literally not a single boy in their entire class. At least not one that's been shown. No, literally, she writes down the name of all of her oh, classmates. Oh, no, you're, you're right. What There's the not fuck? a single boy in her entire class. So so maybe it's uh, segregated. Yeah, so, so maybe there's, like, a girl's academy and a boy's academy. Maybe. That's... Oh, all right, whatever. That would be my guess, because literally, like, everything we've seen so far has been exclusively <clears throat> girls. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think this is, like you said, a segregated class. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I guess we'll find out if we decide to continue watching this one. Like I said, it, I'll probably watch a few more episodes of it. It, it, it hasn't scared me away yet. I'm, it yeah, also same, hasn't bored same, me to the same, point. Same thing. I'll, I'll stick around for at least one more episode. Yeah. So, <coughs> moving right along. This is another one I do not remember the... English name of this, so looking this up on my anime list probably wasn't the best <laughs> right. decision. Uh, the Japanese title is Ladel no Daichi Night. Yeah. Or Nite? Ladale no Daichi Nite? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, so this is one that feels like it's again extremely generic. So my roommate and I were watching this one, and my roommate's still watching it, but I'm kind of bored of it already. And so this one's about a girl who <coughs> wakes up to find she's in her favorite uh, MMORPG. And she can't log out, which sounds like your typical isekai, except the difference here is that she hasn't been logged in for a very long time because she's been in the hospital for a while. And she realizes that the reason she's in the game right now is because this game is literally the only thing left in the world that has her consciousness in it because there was a power outage at the hospital while she was on life support. Yeah. So she is officially dead in the real world and whatever exists of her mind is now living the life of the character that she created in this game. Which is a really interesting isekai premise. I think it's one of the better isekai premises that I've heard. The point where you... I mean, it's it's kind of uh, hackish. Yeah. But... Yeah, but you I, know can, what? I can get on board. Everything's a remix, so, you know, what, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, but my problem with this series is that she's a bit too OP at this point because it's been so long since she logged in. In the game's world, it's been over a hundred years. It's been over two hundred years. Two hundred years, that's it. And and in that time, obviously, there have been no other uh, players that have been logging in. So, you know, all of the NPCs and bullshit haven't seen, you know, these level 200 characters running around, you know, doing unbelievable bullshit. <clears throat> yeah, so she's now super rich. Uh, there's the townspeople even wrote myths about her because of her tower. Yeah, she's the witch of the silver tower. Yeah. And I think a lot of, like, the elements of this anime 
are really interesting and I like it, but I feel like the actual execution of this anime feels a bit bland. It's almost like the characters are almost robotic, like a lot of the jokes kind of feel a bit flat. And a lot of like the acting in it just feels a little bit dry. There's like, oh no, I'm in a video game. Oh, but at least my character's cute. I'm gonna go eat food. Well, this is the first time I've eaten something that wasn't an IV in a very long time. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. Uh, uh, so, I'm actually enjoying this one. I'm I'm not gonna again. I'm not gonna sing his praises. I don't think it's outstanding. Yeah. But this is a fairly slow anime season, so it's it's one I can stick with. Yeah, and like I said, my roommate's still watching this one. I just. I feel like it's a really, really good premise, but it's just not delivering what I would expect of a show like this. And yeah. I, I wish that they would have just taken a little bit more time to properly execute it. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's just a little too much. This is anime, and we're going to remind you that this is anime. The anime. That's fair. <laughs> Maybe my standards have just gotten too high. Maybe maybe <laughs> your uh, degeneracy levels have risen, but so has your standards. Yeah. It's all on you. It's Those are one and the same, right? <clears throat> no, they're not. <laughs> Usually it's the opposite. Usually your degeneracy level goes up and your standard levels goes down, okay? Maybe I'm becoming a person of culture. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> So, uh, the next few I have not watched. Have you watched the next three? Uh, I have not watched uh, Kenja no Deshi wo Nanoru Kid something. Yeah, I didn't uh, either. I did watch the first episode of Fantasy Bishoujo Juniku Oji some something something. Which is, uh, it's not good. <laughs> the, the premise of it is two guys get reincarnated into another world, blah, 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 you know, that kind of bullshit. Mm -hmm. One of them gets reincarnated as a girl, and then they're cursed to fall in love with each other, even though they both know that they're both guys. So, so they're trying to fight the urge to fall in love with each other. It's kind of dumb. It's yeah. not good. <clears throat> then I have not watched Orient. I did watch two episodes of Orient. What do you think of Orient? Because a lot of people have talked about Orient, and I don't know if it's something I want to get into. Uh, it lost me after the second episode. Yeah? So, so the first episode was really interesting, because, you know, it kind of starts off as like, oh, you know demons have taken over the world and you know through propaganda now now demons are like you know our saviors and blah 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 and and there's the the bushi who are the enemies of the demons and blah you know like so it was kind of interesting premise on the first episode and you know so you get the the two main characters who are you know one is the son of a bushi and He's forced to carry a sword with him and, you know, basically an outcast from society because of all that. And the other one just, you know, was friends with him and was told the stories from the father of, of the, his friend. 
of like, oh, this is the real story of what the Bushi are and what demons are. And so the one guy, you know, is, is like, oh, I'm going to grow up and be a Bushi and I'm going to fight demons and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <clears throat> and he does, you know, they, they get into, you know, the, the slave encampment that they're told is, you know, supposedly an honorable job. <laughs> and come to find out, uh, you could get eaten by a demon at any, at any time. So he fights back. You know, his, his bushy friend comes riding in on a motorcycle to save him. And, like, you know... So, the first episode was kind of interesting. And yeah. then the second episode comes and, like, a bushy clan comes crashing with this giant fucking mobile fortress. And, like, all these, all these warriors come flying out of nowhere dressed in samurai armor riding flying motorcycles like they're <laughs> like there's some sort of weeaboo valkyrie <laughs> bullshit <laughs> okay yeah and and that was where it lost me i was like okay i'm i'm done i <sighs> yeah. yeah it it started off as a shonen that might have been interesting and then it just it went too ridiculous makes sense uh so the next one that i'm watching <laughs> moving right along uh requiem of the rose uh king so this I'm one i'm not watching this one this one's interesting i don't know how to feel about this one uh my anime list has ranked this one uh five out of 5.9 out of 10 stars and i think that's a pretty fitting placement because I know that this anime is not going to be for everybody. This is basically a anime adaptation of The War of the Roses, but with the main character, Richard, not being male or female, but technically being both. And because of this, like, they're extremely traumatized by the, the fact that they are considered like a demon child from their family, even though their father was like, he believed that his father was like destined to become the king. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what sparks the entire War of the Roses. And it gets really dark really fast. And the pacing of the show is extremely weird, especially because a lot of the animation feels more like, um, like kind of like paper animation with like everything feeling like it's a storybook instead of it feeling like it's a fully fleshed out animated series mm -hmm. it kind of goes back and forth like there'll be some scenes where it's just like okay this is animated and then the next scene will be like this is paper like storybook texture kind of paper okay so the animation style is kind of weird the pacing is kind of weird and the story is extremely heavy which means that it is very very easy to lose track of this anime, however, War of the Roses is the same story that inspired Game of Thrones, so I think for people that enjoyed Game of Thrones, this could be a very, very good anime for you, but it's also lacking in a lot of the action that Game of Thrones had, so it, it's a very, very dramatic anime. Everything about it is just drama, 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 drama. Like, there's one point where he gets captured by a bunch of bandits, 
and they're like, oh, we're, we're going to attack you because you're wearing the clothes of this one army. And as they're like attacking him, they like rip off his shirt to see that he has boobs. And they're like, oh, this is actually a girl. And then they go to rape him to find out that he has a penis. And they're like, what the fuck are you? And then he's so traumatized, he runs out. And then, like, he's like, oh, the only person that could save me now boy, is my father. Boy, I, 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 <laughs> I sure hope he's so traumatized he just runs out, you know, not covering <laughs> themselves up. Just, just boobs and dong flapping <laughs> in the wind as they run. No, he was covered up. But he's like, the only person that can save me is my father. I need to find my father. And he finds his father, who is now just literally a head on a spike... Does and it talk? No, but he's dead. He's very okay. clearly dead. <laughs> I don't know. It's anime, okay? Maybe it talks. Yeah, and instead of the normal response that somebody would have to saying their dead father would be, like, grieving or, like, shocked or something, instead he's like, oh, I found my father, and he grabs the head and, like, kisses it. What? Yeah. <laughs> this anime is... Very, very, very fucking dark, and it's very heavy, and it's very uh, hard to follow, <laughs> and it's very messed up. So I know this anime is not going to be for everybody. Uh, I am watching it with my roommate. Both of us kind of like watched this, and we're like, "What the actual fuck did we just watch?" But we're invested in it now, so we're watching this as far as we can before we can't take it anymore. Is is it like? Day, like daytime soap opera levels of drama. Oh, yeah. Like, like I can't be that boy's father. I have amnesia. No, it literally is. <laughs> like, I know this is based off the actual War of the Roses, but my God, people need to chill. <laughs> <laughs> like, so yeah, it's it's pretty fucked up. The entire premise is fucked up. But like I said, we're invested now. We're watching this anime, so. I'll let you guys know what it's like down the rabbit hole. I can't say I recommend this anime because it's just really, really weird. But I'm sure there's somebody out there that is listening to me talk about this and being like, What are you talking about? Requiem of the Roses fantastic. It's the best thing this season. So, and to that, I'd be like, yeah. Sure. Great. So, I'm glad you found something that you really like. And I genuinely mean that. So, did you watch the next one? No, I actually think that's the last thing I'm watching this season. To Tokyo Twenty Four something. I I couldn't finish the first episode of that, to be honest. Yes, I, that... I tried. I was I was watching, you know, and and I'm sitting there, you know, trying to watch it. The first episode is like an hour long. Okay. Yeah. So, so I tried watching it. I got halfway through, and it was just—it was so boring. I was sitting there like, "God, isn't this first episode done yet?" So I kind of picked up the remote to kind of see how far along it was. It was halfway, and I'm like, ah, "I can't do this," you know. So I just stopped there. I was like, "No, it was just boring." Yeah, I think that was actually the last anime that I'm watching this season. So anything else uh, that you're watching? good or not uh i mean hmm, not really princess connect is back for a second season it's it's kind of cute that i'm watching but it's not one that i can be like oh you should everyone should check this out yeah 
you know. Um, Ari Ferretta is back for a second season, which it is 100% harem trash. Isekai fantasy harem trash. And I... Well, that, yeah. that says it all. <laughs> there's Yeah, there's really not much else I'm watching. So there's one more show that I'm watching right now that even though it's not anime... I'm going to count it. Uh, it is on Crunchyroll, and I've been loving seeing the comments of people being like, yo, am I the only person watching this? This is actually really good. And it's like, no, you're obviously not the only person watching this because it is good. Uh, <laughs> technically, it is a 2.5D drama. When I originally saw the cast for this, I thought this was going to be a stage play, only to find out it's a show. And not only is it a like 2.5D show, but it's being licensed by Crunchyroll, so I was super hyped to find out about that. And that is Hakuoki. Okay. So Hakuoki does have uh, three seasons of anime. For some reason, Crunchyroll has season one and season three, but not season two. Which That's is really weird. weird. And then uh, Crunchyroll also released the OVA series for Hakuoki this season as well. Okay. Although they released all of them at the same time. And I will straight up tell you, between the anime and the live action, the live action's better. Like, oh my god. Everything okay. about this is absolutely top tier. All of the actors are just absolutely killing it. The drama feels very, very tense. It's well performed. The visuals are a little bit cheesy, but again, this is a group that normally does stage performances, not television. Mm -hmm. And so with that in mind, like, <laughs> yeah, the visuals are a little bit cheesy, but it works for telling the story. And it's honestly just really, really enjoyable. I think if anybody out there really enjoyed The Untamed, because that was also kind of a live action adaptation of an anime or a light novel series, uh, I think you'd probably enjoy this as well. Even if you didn't enjoy the... Or if you didn't check out The Untamed, because you're just like, gay sword shit. Uh, <laughs> if you want that kind of vibe without the gay boys, Akuoki, because this I'm, is... I'm just saying, just about any sword shit is gay, because let's face it, you're crossing swords, okay? <laughs> yeah, anyways. Yeah. Uh, Akuoki <laughs> is very heterosexual, because... It is based off of a series of uh, video games about the Shinsengumi. So the premise of the games are that you are playing a young girl who is looking for her father who has gone missing. And on your search to find him, you come across the Shinsengumi who are also looking for your father. And because of this, they take you in and you're basically put under their care until they can either exploit you for information or they can help you find your father. And for the most part, they're not really sure which side you're on. And you kind of get to choose your own path throughout the game. So it's an Otome game, basically. And you get to pick which member of the Shinsengumi you get to romance. And the most popular and considered, like, the route that's considered, like, the canon route is Hijikata. Yeah, sounds about right. So, uh, the anime does follow the Hijikata route, and it looks like the show is going to be following the Hijikata route as well. Which, they picked a really, really good actor for Hijikata. The funny thing about this, though, is that um, the main villain of the show 
is played by Mari Yu, who played Nagasone in the Token Rambu musicals. Mm-hmm. So it's really funny that in Token Rambu, he was like Kondo Isami's sword, and that he was like part of the Shinsengumi, and he was like really, really like this big leader in the Shinsengumi or whatever. And then in this series, he's like the mortal enemy of the Shinsengumi. <laughs> it's very, very jarring if you've seen both shows, but. He is absolutely killing it in the role this time. He makes such a good villain. And he translated his performance to television really, really well. I think even better than some of the other actors. So just absolutely fantastic cast, absolutely fantastic writing, really, really good direction. And it's just, it's been one of those surprise hits of the season. And a lot of people are like, why is this on Crunchyroll? And then they watch it. They're like, okay, what the hell? This okay. is actually good. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Next episode. Yeah. And I think it's one of the only Otome games that I've seen that doesn't feel too cheesy, I guess. Like, I have a hard time getting into Otome games because I really hate video games where every single guy is just falling over you. Like, oh my god, my lady. Oh, how can I win your favor? You know, but this is like all the characters are based off of real people and for the most part they are living their lives just like the real people would but they just so happen to be having to take care of this girl that's in their care and gradually they get to know her and they're just kind of like hey like you're actually pretty cool you know maybe we could get lunch sometime i I, I just i just imagine otomo games are uh, basically the exact same as, like, hentai games. You know, obviously all the girls are falling over you. Mm-hmm. Whatever, except for it's boys. Uh, but, you know, the goal is to play through it, like, seven times, getting each ending with each of the boys, mm-hmm. and then doing it one more time, and getting the final harem route ending, okay? That's basically harem it. route is always the true ending, okay? That's, that's basically how most Ultimate games are. <clears throat> My problem with Ultimate games, like I said, is that all the boys are kind of like two-dimensional. They're just like they have one major personality trait and they stick with it the entire game. We're like again, since all these characters <laughs> so, in Hawkeye. So so yeah, a hentai game. Yeah. You, you have your tsundere. You have your lolly. You have your childhood friend. Yeah, basically. And that's how Otome games are, too. But <laughs> like I said, with uh, Hakuoki, all the men are based off of real people who actually existed. So instead of them being two-dimensional characters, they feel like actual real people. And them falling in love with the main character just kind of feels natural. So, yeah. I, I really enjoy Hakuoki. I am... Also glad for this because since Crunchyroll was missing the second season of the anime, I had a really hard time getting into the anime series. So I mostly know Hakuoki through my friends that cosplay for me. Okay. So it, it's finally, it's enjoyable to actually be a part of this franchise now. All right. So, and with a few actors that I really enjoy. So, uh, with that, that's our season. That's our season. Yeah. Not not a lot. Not a lot, but a few treasures, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, still an enjoyable season. With that, thank you for listening, you guys. Yep. Bye. Have a good one. Bye.